Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. All right, well, call or text. This this electronic electronic phone lines now at 920-281-1570 or 866-653-1570. You can email the show. Just go to the score's email inbox at thescorewi.com and click on email the studio. I got breaking news, Leo. This is new, too. Breaking news brought to you by Northside and Kruger's True Value Hardware. Here's Walt Walnut. According to CBS Sports, Josina Anderson, the Baltimore Ravens have had conversations with former Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury about potentially joining their staff as an offensive coordinator. That is your breaking news. Brought to you by Northside True Value. I beg your pardon. Be- brought to you. <laughs> brought to you by. No. I'm, I'm sorry, the Sazerac just spilled all over the place. Brought to you by Northside and Kruger's True Value Hardware with news breaks or your Toro Snowblower breaks. They fix it. Back to you, Mr. Kuiper Jr. I'm Walt Walnut. Thank you, Walt, and thank you to Northside and Kruger's True Value Hardware for being our brand new breaking news sponsor. It's good to have them aboard, and, and we love those cats because they, uh, they get it done for me with my Toros, and I appreciate that. And they fix stuff. Doesn't happen very often, but when the rare occasion does happen, they fix my my toros. I love them. How was your weekend, my friend? How was Friday? Thank you to BJ DeGrade for filling in for me so I could go out on sales calls. But obviously, some things paid off, didn't they, Bulky? <laughs> What's that? Well, we have two new sponsors on the show today. Oh, interesting enough, <laughs> I, I had the opposite view on this. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you, I'd break. more too much work, right? Nope, 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 right. nope. Not not anything like that at all. Was it because I edited it to the uh, rundown? And you didn't no, 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 no. Um, Did I do something wrong? Maybe you didn't do something right. Oh, okay. I'll, we'll talk about it at break. Okay. Or maybe it has nothing to do with you. I don't know. Possibly. You never know. We always try to do our best here at Woodward Radio, but sometimes uh, there's glitches, and uh, I, I run into that quite often. But that's uh, it's a fast-paced Moving business, this radio thing that we do, Bulky. Is it? Yeah, it's very fast-paced. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not everything. But <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of stuff at, at the ranch not move very fast. So uh, Let's put it this way. When our, when our customers call and they want something done, then things move fast. So I would agree with that. Yeah. That's not debatable. Customers come debate first. It. Can't keep the lights on without them. So, again, how was your weekend? How was, uh, your, fi- how was your fishing trip? Shockingly enough, and the guys... Oh, what was the over-under? Yeah, the guys pointed this out to me that I had to bring this up with you on Monday. For the first time ever, the over was hit. Yes! And and it wasn't close. I mean... Because I set it up at, what, 18? 18 and a half. 18 and a and half? I, they, you guys, they stopped counting after they hit 20. I mean, awesome. probably like... Were um, they all saying Leo was right? Leo was 100%? No, they didn't say that. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's only one northern... Uh, a couple of crappie, um, several bluegills, and a, and a ton of tiny perch. Good as work, well. boys. So, Good work. Yeah, uh, and, pre- I, and like I said, that it's we've never like this has never happened before, where we caught this many. I just had a feeling, with all those calls to live in the outdoors, LTO on Wednesday nights, you're getting, getting some uh, pointers. Well, and the majority was caught while I was gone because I was at um, Odds Makers basketball tournament. Um, mm-hmm. for most of Saturday afternoon and the early part of Saturday evening. So the majority of them were all caught then. Lucky so I missed, for, I missed out on it. Unlucky for you there, but lucky for you. You didn't have to sit and watch the Wisconsin Badgers basketball game. You know what was great is uh, I was out there on Saturday morning, and I had a camera. We had a camera down in one of the one of the holes, and my buddy Chex is like, hey, uh, Balky, just look look at this. You'll see a fish if it swims by, then let me know. Okay, no problem. And I put my phone right next to the to the camera, mm-hmm. you know, where I can look at it, and I put Marquette on my phone. So I was out in the middle of the lake with watching Marquette kick the crap out of Georgetown, which was awesome. That was nice. And uh and uh seeing if a fish swam by, spoiler alert, n- none did. <laughs> they wait they waited until you left. Yeah, and then they all 
then they all decided to be caught. So then, they, then they just jumped on the hooks. Well, that's great. And how did uh, Oddsmaker do in his uh, tournament? Did they get that elusive uh, championship ring? No, they, did, they did not. No? They, they played really well against um, uh, one of the Shano teams in the first game. The second game, I think they played their worst game of the season, and they lost to a pretty talented DePere team, but in my humble opinion, not as good as Oddsmaker's team. And then in the third place game, they ended up beating, I believe, another DePere team, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was another DePere team they beat. And of course, their their nemesis, the other FVL team, uh, just waxed everybody on their way. They won to another a, ring, man. Another, it's another ring. Although week. it was a tro- it was a trophy for this, and uh, it was a pretty cool looking trophy. It looked like some sort of like, um, I, I don't know, like I don't want to say Titan, but some sort of like muscled up rocked up like behemoth of a creature holding a basketball i <clears throat> i just looked at it real briefly it looked like kind of a cool trophy but then i did see one like they had all the trophies lined up and then i saw one of them was broke and i'm like eh, i don't know if these are the best quality trophies here that they're getting so they took third place no trophy for that and i believe they i believe they just have one tournament left this season i'm not sure um but i know they don't have one this weekend thank god get a weekend off Hey, we have a uh, text coming in on the Cease Electronic phone lines from uh, Mark Druick uh, from Living the Outdoors. He said, please ask Balky what the icy conditions were up north, or ice conditions. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you this, and and this is something I'd never really dealt with before. Um, normally, when you go out there, you're, you're, you know, you put, um, you know, your, your boots on and you, and you trudge through the snow, and then, you know, you get your auger in there and you drill your holes and you, you're all good. But this season, um, or this this time I went ice, there's hardly any snow on the ice. Like, it was glare ice. And I don't know if you've ever tried to walk um, on glare ice. Well, I don't like, like it. Two or three layers on and these big, heavy snow boots on. It wasn't great. Like, my quads, my hips were just garbage. Because we, we go quite a ways out there. And, and it's a walk. We don't take a four-wheel or anything out there. Um, but the ice was really thick. Um, no problems there. Although, I was telling... Mrs. Fact Checker, this. I think it was Mrs. Fact Checker. <laughs> um, you know, you always hear the pinging and booming of the ice cracking and expanding out mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard a lot more of it this year than I normally do. And then I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, right right next to me, I hear a big, I, I, I hear a big boom. And I'm like, oh, man, that, you know, you know you're okay. But, man, it is still creeps you out every time, especially when it's right next to you. So, condition, the, 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 the weather itself was great, except for when the wind picked up, it got a little. He said you guys should have been wearing uh, ice clips or cleats. Yeah, one uh, my buddy Tech said that too. He's like, I should have brought my ice cleats up, and he didn't, and he didn't do it. But that's we've never run into that before. Like, there's always a ton of snow out there, so it's never been a thing where you even. Oh, considering. I see. I see. And then this year, we, you know, we, I mean, I don't even have any ice cleats. I don't know how many of those guys do, but. Uh, nobody brought them because we've never needed them before. So I bet, live and learn. I bet we, we know live. some people that probably have them. Uh, we do. Well, I'm thinking. Mark, well, I'm sure Mark does. Mark yeah. does. Randy Slapshot. Yep. Alex Thomas, I'm sure does. What? Really? <laughs> no, I'm oh, kidding. He's back today, though. Did you see him? No, I did not. Yeah, he is uh, back back in the mix here but at Woodward. Baggy-eyed Alex Thomas. Oh, he looks like uh, <laughs> he looks like Obama in a second term. Or <laughs> I saw that that photo of him. He's when, all gray. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I saw that. That's coming though. That uh, photo of him with with uh, Connor. Yeah, and. Uh, he did not look like he was very rested in that photo. And that's right after he was born, I'm assuming, right yeah. after he was born. Well, he said seven days off, so he seems pretty rested today. He said, baby and mama doing great, uh, all happy, healthy, so that's the main thing. And he's back to work. And I bet he's still not getting enough sleep. Yeah, probably not. It's, well, you've been there. I remember those twice. days. It wasn't wasn't great. Me me kicking Mrs. Balky and telling her to get up all get the up. time. Take care of those kids. <laughs> And then yeah, when, when that's exhausting. That, get out there and snowblow after that, would yeah, you? Yeah, telling your wife to do all this stuff, man, that just takes it right out of you. No wonder you want, she wants to come on vacation all the time. Yeah, she. I, but I think she'd prefer that she'd go on a vacation without me, which I've told her several times I'm cool with. I think she did book one, too, if I remember right correctly. She's got, I think, spring break. She's going to Florida um, without me, and I am totally- You have I'm, to work. I'm totally on board with that. Yes, have, I do. Have I have Bud- to work to pay for it. You have uh, the Bud Light March to the Championship. No, this is before then. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like early. It's early March, I believe. Okay. Could be wrong. Anyway, let's uh, get to it. 
quarter, the double cheese and sausage. Right here, dude. Here, dude. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you are doing? Learning about Cuba, having some food. Here's what's on the menu, the sports menu. Well, there was a Super Bowl played yesterday evening. There's a lot of ticked off people out there. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, I, I have a problem with those people, too. Yeah, I kind of do, too. Football Daily. Jersey Tugger, nah. We'll discuss that. We'll also buck it up with Bruhu Bucks analyst Van Fias. We can finally talk about Jay Crowder being a buck. Now when's he going to play, Van? Yeah, I know you're listening right now. You always listen to us, in the, at least the first uh, hour of the show when you're on it. The score poll coming up in hour two. Will that have anything to do with the Jersey Tug or not? You'll have to find out later. A way too early look at the 2023 season. Why wait, right, folks? Let's, yeah, we're going to get into it now. Let's, let's break get, it down. Let's get right. Are we focusing on Green Bay on this? Or? Oh, one thirty-second of the content will be on Green Bay. Okay. The other 30, 31, 30 seconds gonna will zip, be on the other teams. We're going to zip through all of them? Nah, not, maybe not all of them. But Just there, some of the highlighted ones? There, maybe? There's a piece on Sports Illustrated today that um, brought uh, kind of like brought up one aspect of each team in the NFL. As you might imagine, some are interesting, some not so interesting. So I'm sure we'll gloss over some of them, but not all of them. Then we'll have a tale of two teams, Marquette. All alone in first in the Big East, and then Wisconsin blows a 17-point lead. And I, I saw your uh, comment to Marquette Forrest that you're pulling a Leo. <laughs> what, what, what was that again? You're pulling a Leo and uh, calling the season over Yeah, for I, the Wisconsin Badgers. Hey, and, and if I'm wrong, that's that's awesome. But, yeah, you know, for I'm all wrong. the people defending Wisconsin basketball out there, and you know who you are, good luck to you because your job is going to get tougher. This team is making it really tough. On you to defend. And Saturday could be the all-time worst. I mean, having a 17-point lead in the... Oh, you had it all. That had all the yeah. makings. I mean, it was like, oh, country club atmosphere. Right, this is great. I'm feeling great. Next thing you know, they're losing. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, I came... I, I went um, I went out to explore um, Shano in between Oddsmaker's second and third games, and I came back, and I told Mrs. Fact Checker, I'm like, yeah, Wisconsin's kicking the crap out of Nebraska. She's like, oh, yeah, I forgot that was on. So I put it on my phone, and then I started telling her something. And then she's like, Eric, look at the score. It was 50 to 48. <laughs> well, what happened? Yeah. What happened? An 18 to 2 run, I'll tell you. That's what happened. But, yeah, you had it was the Badgers' greatest hits on Saturday. Couldn't, couldn't make a shot to save their lives in the second half. Blew a 17-point lead. Lost to a team that was down two starters. Yeah. And a bad team, too. Yeah. And then Chucky Hepburn. Chucky ball at the yeah, end. Yeah, Chucky ball at the Defying end. Defying his coach once again. Yeah, I just I heard Brian Butch's breakdown of of that, and I I don't I'm I'm not really sure. You know, some people said Asijin lined up in the wrong spot mm -hmm. on that play, and I think Brian was saying no, no, he was he, he was on he was at the right spot, um, and Hepburn didn't take advantage. It was it was had something to do with a ghost screen, you know, where those. Wing guys come up and it looks like they're gonna set a screen, but then they don't. Mm -hmm. And then whoever has the ball has to essentially make the defender choose how he wants to defend him, and then that never happened. And I know Hepburn said after the game he, he thought that it was just too clogged up in the lane, but he did say that after his coach uh, said, you know, just take it to the basket, get to well pass, <laughs> the dribble, 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 just shoot a thirty-five footer. That that is Wisconsin in a nutshell. Oh, to, I mean, it just I don't know what's happened. Well, I mean, oh, uh, and then getting out, uh, going, um, uh, giving up a twelve zero run in overtime too. That was <laughs> perfect. That was the the number Absolutely one. Absolutely perfect. I was actually watching the game with Coach Milky, and he was not happy. <laughs> Who would be? I mean, God, that was. <laughs> he doesn't want to hear about my negative slants, though. But uh... yeah, but I mean, I mean, how be positive about? I mean, what's I don't the positive know. takeaway that you got up by seventeen. I don't know what else what else you'd be happy about in that game. No, there's nothing you can be. Hey, the monkeys! Peter Tork celebrating or would be celebrating his birthday today. He passed on in 2019. But he was born on this date in 1942. We're listening to um, the 1967 number one. I'm a believer. Also did Last Train to Clarksville, Pleasant Valley Sunday, Daydream Believer. Um, Torque actually had tongue cancer in 2009. Yeah, I heard the, heard about that. And uh, February 21st, we're coming up on the um, um, anniversary. anniversary. 
of him uh, passing away. Now, uh, he died at 77. Now, a lot of people back in the uh, late 70s, mid to late 70s, had said Peter Tork was the brother of Green Bay Packer running back Eric Torkelson. And he shortened his name to Tork as he turned into a musician and actor. Mm-hmm. Are you buying that? Uh, I, no, I thought you were going to tell me. I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if there's any factual uh, information out there that we can go to. Well, I know who is. The fact checker himself. Maybe he can chime in. Yeah, my guess is not true. I'm thinking it's not true. But I do know. I can tell you this. People used to say that, though, before Google was invented. Peter Tork, uh, he had a brother. Was his name Eric? Named Nick Torkelson. Nick. And and Peter Tork's last name is Torkelson. All right. Well, we're on to now, something. Now, Eric Maybe. Torkelson, did he, was it T-H-O? I don't think so. Okay, so P- Peter Torx is T-H-O-R-K-E-L-S-O-N. I'm not positive. I'll look it up uh, on, on break. Maybe they're cousins. Maybe, that, maybe that's what it is. All right, let's get out of here for a break. Before we do, a disabled yeah. vehicle on Highway 41 South at Wisconsin 29, left shoulders blocks. That is your Hurling Clark Law Firm traffic update. Hurling Clark Law Firm, when your future is at stake. We'll talk about the Super Bowl when we come back on Football Daily. Jersey Tugger, nah. Stick around. That's next.
Join in the conversation with the score. Call or text the Cease Electronic Studio line at 920-281-1570, 920-281-1570, or 920-281-1570. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! It is a Wing Monday at Rookie Sports Bar today, which means you're getting wings for only 50 cents a piece. Rookie's also serving up fish for you on Wednesdays and Fridays. See its full menu and upcoming events, including live music and music bingo, which is typically on Mondays. It can be found at rookiesappleton.com or on its Facebook page as well. Stop on over, Rookie Sports Bar, 325 North Appleton Street, just a few blocks off College Avenue, downtown Appleton. Bulky and I... We'll be tipping off, not kicking off, we'll be tipping off the Bud Light March to the championship at Rookie Sports Bar, 11 a.m. on March 16th. We will set up. People can qualify to win $500, a Toro lawnmower from Northside Power Center. Also, the good guys coming through with a gift certificate, other great prizes. You don't want to miss out. It's going to be fun. Don't need a team. Just need to get signed up. So that's where we're starting the whole thing as rookies on Thursday? Yes. That's where we're going to be, buddy. I feel like it was one of our last last ones last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, they were uh, a Saturday. He, he wanted a Oh, mar- that's right. He yeah. wanted a marquee event this year. That's right. So I said, hey, how about you kick tip off the tournament? Then we're going to head out to Buzzes, and then we'll uh, – Yeah, we did three days last year, didn't we? Yeah, we're doing three days again this year, my friend. I didn't realize that. How come yeah. we don't do Sunday then? Because uh, I, I would be uh, getting a room at Wickman's if that was indeed the case. <laughs> so I'll give the rest of the first two days, though, uh, because I just got some news. Uh, day two, we are going to start out at the brand new holidays. Nice. How about that? That that just uh, came over the wire uh, from JK over at holidays. Then we're going to head to Northland. Sure, JK was a serious message to you? Yep, came over uh, the Cease Electronic Test. Was it, hey, we're in? He said, let's do JK, it. JK, we're not. <laughs> nope, they're in, baby. Okay. He wants to meet for a brief walkthrough. So maybe, maybe you and I can go over there for lunch someday. Yeah, that sounds good. JK. JK, just kidding. <laughs> no, we'll I go see, over there. I see what you're doing there. Yeah. Anyway, and then we'll finish up at uh, at Riverside on, on the second day, four to six, just like we did last year. And then we'll find out Aaron Rodgers is traded, and you'll be beside yourself. <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, at this, I mean, I'm half expecting. I'm more than half expecting it. The Adams thing just caught me off guard because I never really thought that they were. I mean, did anybody really think he was going to be traded? No, that was a complete show. Shock. Show me a person who said, "Yeah, I knew Devontae Adams was going to be traded," and I will show you a liar. Because that was the case. There was no word on any of that. That was a. We we. I just remember you and I were watching. It basketball. wasn't even a question. It was a question of is he going to hold out or are they going to sign him? Like the trading was never. Like, you brought up a trade. People are like, oh, get serious. He's never going to be traded. And yeah. all of a sudden, he was. It almost seemed like a dream. Time for Football Daily. Get up to $1,000 cash back when you get a loan from Community First Credit Union, Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations to Joey D. He has to be one happy fan. But everyone and their mother is complaining about the – I'm not. I'm not either. And, and when – the player that caused the foul says, yeah, it was a penalty. Well, that's I, enough for me right there. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't trust players and I don't trust them. Ever you don't being trust truthful. him being, uh, being, um, honest on that. No, I, I mean, that, that does very little for he's me. He's giving the corporate uh, answer. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not saying the NFL said, Hey, you have to answer the question this way, but I, I don't, I don't really like whether what a player says about something. That's just their viewpoint, and it's you know, it's like um, uh, what's a good example in music? I know this is music and sports, but you know, one of the things I, I've learned, uh, you because know, I, you know, not that this is a, a huge deal. It's not, trust me. But I have a radio, TV, film degree, and one of the things you know in researching some of the, the greatest works of in in pop popular culture, and this would include poems and songs and everything. You can never trust the 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 creator um, as far as the um, 
what their art is about, right? Oh, what's this all about? Tell me the story here. And then they tell you something. God, I never thought of that before. And and they could just be making it up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Don McLean, American Pie. There's a lot of symbolism in that song. And there's been a lot of debate over the years about what it actually is about. And I think McLean came out and said, I don't know, six, seven years ago, maybe not even that long. Um, he kind of cleared up like, no, it's it's about this. It's 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 not about this. It's about this. But we don't know. I mean, like, who knows? He wrote that song a long time ago. You know, that's why you can't trust the. And that's why I don't trust James Bradbury here. OK, Now I will say this. Um, so that play initially, when I saw the replay, I was like, oh, God, it's there's got to be stuff that was worse than that. Um, throughout the game. There's got to be stuff that was worse. And then they call that. That's that's a bad call. I didn't like that at all. Then I went on Twitter, and I saw the reverse angle of what happened when Juju Smith-Schuster was breaking outside. And James Bradbury had a Kevin King-esque jersey stretch going on uh, that, to me, was clearly in, like irrefutable. Like, that is defensive holding. Right. Not the one they showed on the broadcast, but this reverse angle one where he is pulling the jersey. I mean, hard. That was textbook defensive holding. And then I was like, my God, you know, there's a lot of people upset that that play was called. I don't know if they saw the angle I did. And then I thought about what if they would not have called that defensive holding? And then the Eagles go on to win the game. Then we're talking about, oh, they shouldn't have swallowed the whistle. They shouldn't have, you know, kept the, the their flag. You know, they, they got to call that when they see it. It was like that Saints-Rams pass interference play um, years ago in the uh, NFC title game. Um, so I – and I don't buy this, oh, you, you know, uh, Mahomes is throwing the ball away. Well, that's kind of irrelevant too because – Defensive holding is defensive. Yeah, holding. how do you define a really bad hold or just? Uh, I mean, it's mm, holding. Yeah, it's, it's one or the other. You can't define. Now, it say, uh, for anybody, oh, you let that one go. For anybody who saw just the the re, the replay, they now, showed if they go box. to ro- robotic uh, referees. They they call it every time because they're only going to see what they see, and it was it was a slow. Well, but yeah, but robots should be able to see everything. Right, but they're going to see a hold because it was. It wasn't a bad hold. It wasn't. It was a tick. You want to call it ticky tack? Yeah, a little bit. But I, it wasn't. That's that's my point. It was not ticky tack. It was the angle. In some that, people's eyes, it was. No, it be, I'm guarantee you those people that I'm going to send you. I'm going to see if I can send you the photo right now. Um, no, I saw it. I, I watched the replay. No, no, this did. is a screenshot. This is this is not a replay. This is a screenshot. Yeah, he's got his hand holding the jersey. But yeah, go ahead and send it. Let's see if I can find it here. It's on Twitter. <clears throat> All right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Tony Dungy said this too. Um, that wasn't where the penalty occurred. They're not. Call- they're not calling when he just had his his left hand on Smith Schuster's hip. Right. It was before that. It was before that. Bradbury said it himself. He grabbed Juju's jersey as he was breaking out. Jersey pulled before anything else happened. That was what the flag was. Right. Regardless of if Bradbury thinks it was a flag or not, or th- th- was 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 a hold or not, like that. And I can't find the screenshot here. Um, at Drew Loveland on Twitter has it. Uh, there's video there. He's got. It's not the greatest. I really want to find who did the screenshot. Uh, at PA Mets fan on Twitter has the screenshot of the jersey pull. Scott R. Moore has the same one too. So any of these Twitter accounts, you should. I should just. I don't want to. And see, that's the thing is I don't want to tweet it out from the scores account because then people are going to think that. Oh, Leo and Balky are saying it was the right call, and then they go and and and. Uh, and tweet this out, you know, so I don't want to put that out there. But, yeah, there was the right call. You make that call every day. I don't – and and here's the other thing. I think people are upset because they feel like the NFL owes them something. Oh, I have a I, – I can see the pick right now. You know, but you could tell. I mean, that – Is that the one? That, yes. Yeah. He's, now, you can totally see the jersey right. being pulled. So, so um, El Grande texting in right now on the um, Cease Electronic uh, phone lines. Wrong, terrible call. Throw that flag, and you know you are giving the game to KC. Ticky tack. You're on drugs. Screenshot manipulated. So he's saying all these screenshots on Twitter. Are oh, they're manipulated. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> Conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Um, you can watch. You can watch a video too. So, um, it, to me, it's it, it like, and I'll tell you this too. People were complaining that that 
the NFL wanted the Eagles to win when they gave that Goddard catch to him. You know, that the one on the sideline where they they said, you don't want what play I'm talking about or no? Yeah. So um, they gave that to the Eagles, and everybody's like, oh, the fix is in. Here, here it comes. NFL wants the Eagles to win. Yeah. I mean, this, this kind of stuff balances out. They're, they're, no game is called perfectly. It's, it's, it's a human thing. But by the course, uh, over the course of the game, it usually balances out. Usually balances out. I saw one of our listeners this morning, uh, Kevin, not not the Kevin, but another Kevin. He's saying that the the jersey was grazed. I, I'm not uh, I'm not seeing a grazing here. Yeah, he just El uh, Grande is by the way. Kevin's point was, um, you know, it was a little bit of a ticky tack, and uh, you know, you got to let that go because, you know, we, Philly could have just came back and won that football game or tied it up or whatever. That's my point. And then we're all talking about right. I mean, either way, like, people said, are going to be upset either. I way. said now we're. Now Bulky's line comes out. Now we're all living in the matrix. Right. We're, we're, yeah, exactly. we're assuming that they're going to go down and score. Maybe they fumble on the first play. There, there's an, there's another universe. A non-zero chance of anything right. happening. There's a universe where this where this happens, right? And they they don't call it, and the Eagles win. You know, based on and people are like, I can't believe the Eagles got away. And then you could say you could say, um, all the NFL wanted the Eagles to win. They they didn't call that clear jersey grab. They gave that catch to Goddard. You know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. What about that second fumble touchdown return that they overturned for him? Yeah, I thought that was the right call. Yeah, and but that, still, I mean, people on the other side, you can complain. Oh, every every here's the thing, and this is what I've learned. One of the other companies I I work for is a fantasy football company, and and what I have learned dealing with those customers, people are always going. And I think this is my point. I want to bring up about the NFL. People are always going to act upon and um, view things through their own self-interest, right? Absolutely. Like, they, they will, they're always, they want what is best for them. And what, did, what is, what every NFL fan wants? They want to see a good game. And somehow, they, the fans think that they were robbed of it. I'll tell you this right now. And, 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 and this is the other narrative I don't understand. I, I can't believe these officials want to insert themselves into the game and, and turn it into the referee show. Like, they, they you know... And they decide the outcome. I'm sorry. What was the name of the guy who threw the flag on this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No one knows. Right. No one knows this guy. They're na- they're nameless. Uh-oh. They're faceless. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever for them to insert their name into it because uh, the, 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 we don't find out the name afterwards. I know Carl Sheffers was the head referee. That was it. That's all I know. And he wasn't the guy who threw the flag on this. And now we're being B-jacked we're being by a B-jacked. by a B now BJ a BJ have, that said he wasn't coming in today. What are you we doing? We do here? have a guest coming up. Just so you're aware. Yeah, you only get a minute to. You're on. Voice your opinion. We I have, have a few g- things that I want to sh- share. Okay. As I was listening coming up. <laughs> El okay. Grande. Sorry, El Grande. <laughs> the NFL died to me last night. Officially, not yeah. A fan. It's the second person <laughs> I've heard say that exact same thing. Anyway. First of all, text group. Are we up and running or no? Is not that, yet. Oh, we're not. Oh. We're not supposed to be doing this. Oh, sorry. I've been reading them. What does the promo suite say? <laughs> well, it says to text text in. Then it's active. Okay. Okay, so it is active. We've been teasing this for a while. I right? know. Well, that's why I was it's confused. It's got a sponsor on text, it, no? text in. Yeah, text us right now. 920-281-1570. It's that simple, folks. All right. Two anyway, things. give us your five. quick points. you got um, uh, 35 seconds. As far as the Super Bowl is concerned, yeah. you were going to have a questionable call at some point. You have one or two or three or maybe more. In every game. Every single game. It's just the timing of it. Correct. Was awful. Along with every other questionable call, right? Typically, the timing is what sets it off. You have glitter on your face. Where were you? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what was your other point, PJ? Before we let you get back. Two things. We all know why (laughs) you guys aren't on location on Sunday of the first week of the NCAA. Why is that? Because I'd have to get a room at Wickman's. It's that, but it's also the Lord's Day, so we know Balky is unavailable. Oh, that's that's Easter? No, it's just, it's a Sunday. Every Sunday yeah. is the Lord's Day. We don't work. Oh, the, yeah. I'm, well, I'm not Jewish. I'm fine. I could do You that. out of everybody should know that with your FEL heritage. <laughs> well, yeah, but the thing is, I, I, I make time for everything that day. So and, I go to church, oh, but then I do everything oh, really? else, too. Absolutely. I go, to, okay. I go to church every Sunday unless there's a game on. <laughs> okay. Now, I didn't this Sunday because I was ice fishing, but normally I do. And then and sec- they, they went over 18 and a half, too. Secondly, I would like to say that. I um, think this is your third point, by the way. 
<laughs> well, I had to. Who are you, Bacardi Mike? <laughs> and got, another thing. I've got two things to say. And C. Go the, ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Start with numbers, then go to letters. I failed to mention because we had so much to cover on Friday show, Balky, you and I. Yeah. That Leo and I bought out scooters. Scooter G's. Oh, I heard yeah. you were going there. Yeah. Wasn't so that fun? You, guys, you didn't bring that up. You guys were talking about what we'll have to offer for the Bud Light March oh the Championship. Oh, my goodness. And the, uh, I got to see your office. Have you decorated? The prints? No, I haven't. It's in the corner. But the prints that we have, we have signed footballs. Um, we have a signed picks. boatload of really cool giveaways that you don't have to be signed up for the Bud Light March of the Championship. Put Although, your, put your Herbie Hancock on a little piece of paper. We, and we highly can recommend it. it. Yeah. Event. We're going to have um, raffle tickets that we'll give out. Come up, fill out your name, put it in there, and you'll be qualifying. And we'll have different prints for every single stop, which is really cool. And I can guarantee you, because Balky, you, you had this firsthand, the logistics and getting people signed up to become part of the Bud Light March of the Championship, much easier this year. We'll have a QR code available on site, but you can also go to the scorewi.com. But to fill out the form, super simple this year. They don't have to be a don't have to technically be a member. Sign up, be yeah, a yeah, member. Yeah. Okay. You can just be in the contest. Be in the contest and that's it. If 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 that's well, what you want. It to was be. a little clunky last year. We have smoothed things out. Good. Are you okay with that, Eric? <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Eric. i I think everybody is gonna have a wonderful time. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait. Hopefully, we have with this nice of weather. And the tires are inflated on the uh, score. Well, it's going to be 80 that degrees was a driving in March, March the function, it, and you know it. The, <laughs> the, way it's, the way that the weather is now, things. it's going to be 80 degrees. I can't degrees be around nice things. I saw your email today that I broke the uh, pull-up sign. All I did was lift it up, and it went <laughs> broke. But we'll let Bulky handle it from here on out. Anyway, we got to go because uh, Van Fias is coming up next. And uh, Bulky's going to tell us about uh, Peter if, Gabriel. If Van doesn't confirm Jay Carter playing tomorrow night, we may have to look at a new Bucks insider. I The thing is, like, I, I don't know if he's going to play because I don't know what kind of How shape How could he, you not? I don't know what kind of shape PJ is. He's play defense. He I don't care. It's the Celtics. I think you should care. Shh. We're talking about nine months away from a court. Show them what they're in store for. Yeah. Come yeah, to don't play. Well, whatever Jay Crow, even if he co- comes out there tomorrow night, he, that is not what they're in store for. Like, he is going to be in much better shape if they play in the playoffs. I would love to see him clothesline Jason Tatum. Right. Be ejected. Is, come on. Let's clean it up. Suspended for a few clean games. It up. Let's clean it up. And then come back. Well, it would certainly set, set the, the tone, tone for the baby. rivalry. Yeah. Uh, Peter Gabriel set the tone when he left Genesis. We're listening to one of his solo uh, uh, songs. This is uh, Sledgehammer off of uh, the number two album in 1986. So, uh, Peter Gabriel is celebrating his 73rd birthday today. Happy birthday, Peter Gabriel. Let's listen to a little Sledgehammer. Love the bass. Top five summer songs. Love the bass line. This one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Golf, really good golf course song. Interesting. Excellent stuff. Thanks, BJ, for hopping yeah, on. Thanks whatever. for filling in <laughs> on Friday. Buck it up. Van Fia is next.
Hey, can you hear me? Hang on one second. Sorry, man. I got Peter Gabriel still playing. Okay, is that better? You're good. I, it just must have been my end that that music was playing. We're getting you a little bit later, um, but uh, we should have you on in about 90 seconds here. You're the man. Thank you, Van. Well, the big hand is on nine, and the little hand is on the donkey. <laughs> Welcome back to Buck It Up. Hey, you looking for a new place to try for lunch or go for March Madness, as uh, Bulky and I will be there. Holiday's Pub and Grill, the Fox Valley's newest sports pub and event center. You can check out its menu at holidayspub.com. Or stop by the brand-new location. As I said, Bulky and I will be there uh, Friday, uh, St. Paddy's Day. At 11 a.m. They're at 3950 North Richmond Street right here in Appleton. Now joining us, Brew Fox analyst Van Fias. Van, how are you today? Sorry we're getting to you late, too, by the way. Apologies We're, keep, we're keeping you on late, too. Oh, we're gonna, <laughs> you're staying overtime. Our, yeah, last to come in and last to leave, right? That's the saying, how it goes. Um, well, you know what? Like, last money in, first money out. You know what happens sure. when we get B-jacked by the uh, brand manager? I mean, it's then it's his show, not it's ours. Well, you got to pay the bills. So. Yeah, got to pay the bills, my friend. All right, so the Bucks finally get Jay Crowder at the deadline. So now when will we see him, and how much ramp-up time is he going to require, Van? What an absolute shocker, right? Jay Crowder, <laughs> a Milwaukee Buck. <laughs> I only asked you this question every single week for the last three months. What is he coming to nowhere. town? <laughs> Absolute nowhere. Um, I think as far as when he might play, um, I mean, when when we might see him, I mean, I think there is a chance he could appear tomorrow night at Fiserv against uh, the Celtics. I mean, there's I've seen nothing to suggest that he couldn't. Uh, some people are making, I think, a conservative prediction that he might not play till after the All-Star break, which the All-Star break begins on Thursday of this coming week. Um, and or Friday, I suppose. The last games are on Thursday, at least for the Bucks. But I don't know. Um, I don't know what the likelihood of him appearing. I mean, it's probably more likely than not he doesn't play. But let's look at how they brought back Joe Ingles um, as far as a timetable. I think that can be pretty instructive in this situation because Ingles hadn't played in, uh, I think it was about 10 or 11 months. Um, they started getting him some work with the Herd in early December. Um, he was doing some on-court work just after Thanksgiving, uh, pregame work uh, before games at home. Uh, and he made his first appearance on the 19th of December. Uh, so that was like a two-week ramp-up period, and then he was below 20 minutes for his first several games, his first five games, ramping up until just before New Year's he got above 20, and really in the middle of January he settled in uh, between 22 and, and 31 minutes mostly, um, which is about what you kind of expected uh, when they were adding Joe Ingles to the team as a as a contributor off the bench in the front court, and that's probably what Jay Crowder is going to be too. So um, as far as when he'll play, I mean, maybe they look to get him some, some G league minutes uh, as part of a rehab thing, just because he hasn't played in about nine months now, since uh, the second round of last year's 
uh, playoff series, the infamous game seven of the Suns and Mavericks where they got completely shelled. And uh, once he is back, we'll probably see his minutes tick up into that mid twenties range, at least during the regular season, they'll probably be a little careful with him on back to backs. I mean, he is three years younger than Joe Ingles. So you figure he can maybe, and he's not coming off a significant knee injury. So you figure maybe he can adjust a little bit more quickly back into NBA game shape. Um, So, you know, I wouldn't expect him to be playing a serious minutes for the Bucks in the next several weeks, probably not by March. And uh, even if he is back, you know, he's, I don't know how many minutes he's going to play. I think that 20 to 25 minute range will probably be where he settles in maybe a little bit more or less given the matchup. I got breaking news, Leo. Brought to you by Northside Kruger's Tree Value Hardware. This coming in from Eric Name just 15 minutes ago. Uh, Budenholzer telling reporters that uh, Jay Crowder practiced with the team today, but he will not play tomorrow or Thursday. The full quote from Budenholzer. He's going to have a good few days with us before the All-Star break, then take a few days and come back and just a and just evaluate him over the next five, seven, ten days, and hopefully get him integrated and playing after the break. So uh, he well, will not—he will not play the first two games. But after that, Van, I mean, we'll see. I mean, if he's already practicing with the team, I guess that's a good sign. And uh, and he's—it's—it's it's just a matter because, like, and you can speak to this. There's a difference between like being in shape and then being in NBA game shape, right? Yeah, totally. And that's what I get for not looking at Eric's Twitter uh, in the last. <laughs> well, it literally <laughs> just happened, Van. That's <laughs> really funny. In your I defense. Thought, you know, I usually I usually check in around, you know, one thirty or so just to make sure, OK, I, I'm up on the, all the latest stuff before I'm about to go on the radio, but just missed it. I'm going to have to give Eric some grief for that one. Um, he's a good guy, Eric. Uh, anyway, so, yes, his 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 role on the team Um Wait, what was exactly your question again? Sorry, I got distracted by all that to do. Uh, he just wants to know, uh, you know, w- when he's up and running and oh, uh, and is, yes. is, is, when he does play, is it going to be strictly matchup based, you know, like when they play Boston, yes. for instance? Of course, of course. Sorry. I no, problem. no problem. No um, problem. Yes, I think as far as how much he's going to play, like there are people – maybe in the national sphere of writers and maybe even some, some Bucks voices suggesting that he's a starting candidate. Um, and I think that's mostly with an eye towards a matchup with the Celtics. I'm a little bit skeptical with that. Um, I think that gives you a lot of size in the starting line for sure. And size was what kind of tanked them against Boston last spring. Size is good, but uh, it does lack some, some foot speed out in the perimeter. And I think it, it lacks a little bit in, in the way of shooting. So I don't I don't see him starting on this team in the regular season. Uh, maybe as a mid-series lineup change, as we, we saw Bud do when Dante DiVincenzo went down during the title run and brought in P.J. Tucker's starting lineup. Um, or just, you know, they might decide it's time to, to change things up, um, depending on how a series is going. Uh, that's about the only situation I could maybe see Crowder starting in. Uh, of course, injuries, God forbid. But uh, as far as his role goes and uh, where he's going to get heavier minutes and where he might not play as much, yeah, I've been long of the the opinion that if he is coming to the Bucks, which of course he ended up doing, it's going to be a matchup-dependent kind of thing. Obviously, against the Celtics, you really like him because of his size, um, his 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 height, his length, his his strength against Jason Tatum, potentially. Uh, you would have said the same thing about Kevin Durant. However, he would not be a problem until the NBA Finals, potentially, right now. Uh, although they will play the Suns for two regular season games uh, in the remainder of the years. So, might see that matchup after all. So, um, the, But, oh, go ahead. I was going to just get to the next question, but this uh, was regarding Crowder. I'll kind of say, bring in oh, yeah. Crowder. But you ship out three players, so you have two extra roster spots. So how do you think they're, they'll fill these last two roster spots? Well, they're going to have to fill one by the 23rd is the date. NBA rules say you can be down at 13. You have to have uh, 14 players on your roster. Uh, that's, the, that's the rule for the regular season. But uh, you can dip below that for two weeks at a time. So two weeks from the deadline, which is on the 23rd, they're going to need to sign somebody. So... Or they're going to need to just bring somebody in. That could be promoting Mama Kilichvili or AJ Green to a 
full contract, that's something they can do. I'm of the opinion that they will make a buyout addition, someone who has recently been released or perhaps will be released from their contract. Um, usually veterans, the Bucks did that last year with Javon Carter and DeAndre Bembry. The year before, they did it with Jeff Teague. Um, and that's kind of the, I, I think, a, a backcourt addition or a frontcourt addition would make a lot of sense given the roster. Um, someone who can maybe play some five because Serge Ibaka is gone now. Someone who can maybe play some, some point guard given that George Hill was sent out. Um, but ultimately, these guys, if they're playing, that means something has, I think, gone seriously wrong uh, because of, at least in the postseason, uh, because these are deep bench options that they're looking at right now. Talking with Van Fires, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks uh, Brew Hoop analyst, brewhoop.com. Follow him on Twitter at LowhouseFan. I noticed you're tweeting more now, Van. Trying to. <laughs> I don't know who's listening. <laughs> it's been good stuff. It's been good stuff. I- um, Not much of a tweeter, but maybe yep. there are a few people who see it. Yeah, no, I, I, I see it. I'm, I'm definitely I'm interested. I'm checking out the content. Of course, you can check out the rest of Van's content, brewhoop.com. All right, so would you consider the Bucks a trade deadline winner, given what they gave up and what they got back, Van? And who are some of the other teams that you think were winners at the NBA trade deadline? Sure, I'll call them a winner. There have been some national pieces that came out in the time since the deadline that have attested to the Bucks as a winner at the deadline. They are thinking that the Crowder move will be impactful. I think there are, there's a lot of uh, optimism about that nationally uh, around the Bucks. maybe a little bit more than there is around uh, the sphere of Bucks voices that I'm uh, in with. But um, I mean, as far as what they gave up, I, yeah, they were giving up basically flotsam and in, in Jordan Wara and, and Serge Ibaka. I think George Hill is maybe the only one who you looked at as someone who could still help the team this year just because they are a little bit light in the backcourt now. And they really, I think his steadiness as a ball handler and distributor was pretty important to the team this year, especially given Middleton's absence. Uh, but the biggest set of assets they probably would put those five second round picks which is seems like a lot but second round picks are lottery tickets and that's kind of the going rate i saw that at this deadline there were seven first round picks exchanged and 37 second round picks uh, that five second round pick package got uh gary payton second back to golden state uh that was involved uh gang sadiq bay down in atlanta too so kind of the going rate right now for a rotation player i guess so that's the market um they still have three second-round picks to trade. People are kind of saying, well, they traded so many second-round picks. That's just fewer second-round picks they can use in any other deal from here on out. But the Bucks can buy second-round picks always. They can make some trades that net them some second-round picks. They got three for Dante DiVincenzo last spring. I don't think it's that big a deal. Other winners, I would say definitely the Suns. That's an obvious one. I mean, they got Kevin Durant, who's still in his prime, that makes them an instant title threat. And... uh Surprisingly, I think the Lakers, they made a pretty nice deal sending out, uh, obviously, Westbrook, who never really fit in there without having to give up multiple first round picks. And they got two or they got three really good rotation players out of it, including, you know, a new starting point guard, a new old starting point guard for them, D'Angelo Russell and Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley. Really nice depth pieces for them. It makes them a bit better. It was surprising to see some competency from that front office for a change. Van, last question for you today. And, and I'll just say this, as far as competency, Van, does this mean that they did not involve LeBron James in the trade discussions? <laughs> that I don't know. But um, <laughs> I would I would actually, if I had to if I had to guess, I would say no. I mean, he probably had to sign off on it, but I mean I am sure he likes those players, but that seemed like maybe some more uh, under the radar type of moves for LeBron's uh, based on his past as a as a front office executive. Right, yeah, uh, he's usually going after the stars, right? <laughs> yep. And and now what do they get? They get a couple of pieces that actually fit in with what they need exactly. with Beasley and Russell. And Beasley's a really good shooter too. Lakers have no Van. You and I could go on that team and probably shoot just as well as a lot of those guys tossing up bricks in Los Angeles right now. And, I don't know about that. Okay, well maybe you could. I couldn't, shooter. but. <laughs> but but for what it's worth, they they got they did get a little bit better. Not the only yeah, uh, what Leo wants to ask you about an off the court uh, piece of news we saw from the Bucks. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. Haslam potentially buying out uh, Mark Lassery in, in the ownership group. I mean, is this something we should care about, or is this just uh, idle chit chat in the NBA? 
I think we should care about it. Um, you know, I'm not much of a football guy, as you know, but uh, I do know who Jimmy Haslam is, and I know he's the owner of the Browns, which raised a red flag just based on that mere position alone. You two probably can speak a lot better to what his tenure has been like as far as the owner of the Browns. From what I, what I understand, he's pretty meddlesome kind of owner. Is that right? Well, I mean, yes, I, I would, but I okay. So that that is probably true, Van. But to me, mm-hmm. like this this company that he's got, the Flying J or yes. whatever. Yes. I mean, how much money did I mean they got sued for yes. for fraud? Uh, I believe yeah, it was that's fraud. Worrisome. Uh, and, and it was. Um, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, how much money? Something they, about his former employees, and he said he had nothing to do with it. Um, right. The fraud case. Okay, so. So sketchy, right? It's very sketchy. Um, the FBI had a, uh, executed a search warrant uh, detailing a five-year fraud scheme by the pilot Flying J chain. The company paid restitution and customers and agreed to pay a $92 million penalty oh, pursuant boy. to a criminal enforcement agreement. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not feeling great. Not feeling so, great. I- Right. So right off the bat, you got some unscrupulous business practices right there. Um, Then the team has been, what, mediocre at best, but mostly, I mean, terrible when he's. And he had to sign Um, off on that, uh, that all that guaranteed money to Deshaun Watson, too. And that's the big one. I mean, it's uh, this massive guaranteed. I didn't realize all that. Like, all of that money is guaranteed. For a dude. Think about the last time that that guy played. It it is incredible. It's 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 unfathomable, really. That that it's happened. Unfathomable. And also, I mean, it raises some, I think, in my eyes, pretty big ethical red flag. I mean, this is a guy who is a known sexual predator. I mean, that's a that's not the kind of player I think that, uh, personally, that uh, an NFL franchise should be committing all that money to, especially, like, given his past, um, all these credible allegations against him. So um, this is not, like, there, there's, there's nothing good to me uh, in him becoming part of the Bucks ownership group. Now, as far as the structure of the group goes, uh, we know that the, the reporting indicates that Lazary owns 25% of the Bucks. So that'd be the share that's being given up. Um, as I've understood it, he and Wesley Edens have always been equal partners. Uh, they were, you know, the two who originally bought the team. Jamie Dynan, uh, I've seen stuff about him being maybe around 25% too. I always thought it was a bit less, but those three are the principal owners. Uh, the governorship of the team, who you know serves on the NBA's board of governors and is the figurehead or you know maybe the final say in everything uh, that rotated between Lazry and Edens. Currently, it's it's Lazry. Uh, he's finishing up a five-year term as that governor in 2024. That's a unique arrangement in NBA front offices. I'm not sure how much the NBA really likes that. So, you know, the I would my hope, and I think the hope should be for the Bucks, just given. Uh, how Haslam has run teams before is that he is not the sole decision maker, um, maybe at any point. Uh, and, you know, Edens resumes that role in 2024. Um, but we don't know if this is going to go through yet. I think the the smoke had been around Lazary for a long time, uh, several months now about him trying to, to sell off his stake. And, you know, it's a good time to, to sell an NBA team. I and mean, the Phoenix Suns just sold for what, $4 billion. I mean, He'll make a great return on his investment, which was, uh, I know it was like $550 million back in 2014 was the paying cost of the, to buy the team from Herb Cole. So he's going to stand to make a big profit, Mark Lasry. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, the, this guy, that whoever he gets to buy, uh, if it's Haslam, yeah, that's a bit concerning. Um, but it might not be. This is just a rumor. They're in negotiations, I guess. Might fall through. That's my hope. But uh, it's definitely something we're keeping an eye on at Brew Hoop. Um, it's uh, something that will be hanging over the team to some regard. Probably won't impact them on the on-court level until this guy potentially takes over, though. To learn more, go to brewhoop.com. Check out all of Van's work there. You can read more up about this uh, Jimmy Haslam thing if it does happen. By the way, Haslam, uh, his college roommate, became a senator from Tennessee. Saw that. And his uh, his brother was the former governor of Tennessee as, as, as well. And he brings Jimmy a, Haslam's brother. Yeah. Yes, and and um, he brings a championship pedigree. If he does come to Milwaukee, Van, I don't know if you know this, but Jimmy Haslam oh, yeah. was a 2020 true. Major League Soccer Cup champion because <laughs> of his true. ownership with the Columbus Crew. So there you go. Well, we 
We do have uh, a writer on staff who lives in Columbus. He's a grad student at Ohio State, and uh, even so, uh, his his uh, he's he's pretty plugged in with sports goings on in that city. And apparently, he's not very well liked in that city, oh, even boy. after bringing that championship there. So <laughs> I don't yeah. know what to tell you guys. Yeah, that's weird. It, you know, you know, you're a hated owner when you give your fans a title and they still <laughs> want you on the uh, on the chopping block. Uh, that's at, how bad he is. That, exactly. <laughs> at Lowhouse fan on Twitter, uh, Brewhoop.com is where to go. Van, thank you so much. Um, enjoy uh, the the only two games we get from the Bucks this week. And then uh, we'll uh, we'll bring you back next Monday to get us uh, set for the second half of the NBA season. Sounds good, guys. Uh, go team Giannis. That's next Sunday, so <laughs> maybe we'll get some highlights to talk. About. You never know. Well, we'll see. Now he's never won an All Star game before, right? He's always been on the losing side. That's a good question. I don't even know. Yeah, um, I thought I saw that interview that he hasn't beaten he hasn't beaten LeBron yet. I don't think. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. So yeah, he'll probably. He definitely wants it whenever he's in the All Star game. Because so he didn't he win a didn't he win a uh, All Star game MVP? Yeah, so he had to have won if that, he got. I, do they always give it? I, sometimes I think they give it to the losers though. Yeah, it's few and far between. It, it hasn't happened a lot, but I'll, we'll look it up. Uh, yeah, we will during the break. And yeah, I'm it looking it up too. But All right, I'm curious, but excellent, yeah, Van. Not big. Thank you so much, okay. dude. Yep. Thanks, guys. Van Fires, ladies and gentlemen, from Brewhoop.com at um, Lowhouse Fan on Twitter. Good dude, all-around great guy, and his uh, wealth of knowledge on the Milwaukee basketball team is uh, incomparable. Uh, Guests on the score brought to you by Fleet Farm. Visit fleetfarm.com. Fleet Farm, built for real life. Uh, Happy birthday. Rest in peace to Edward John Gagliardi, former bassist for Foreigner. Feeling kind of dirty? Feeling kind of mean? Is that the opening lyrics? That's what he's saying right now. To Double Vision, which is the song we're listening to yeah. right now. Yeah, good song. Yeah, good, happy good birthday choice. to uh, to um, uh, Ed Gagliardi. Uh, also went to number one in 1985 with the Aaron Rodgers prequel song, I Want to Know What Love Is. Oh, goodness. One of the world's best-selling bands of all time, more than 80 million records. This in from the Schickster on the Cease Electronic text line. Remind Bulky, it's Northside and Kruger's True Value Hardware. All right, thank you so much. I got it written down. Doesn't really matter because I never have the right screen in front of me. I know your screen. Four, was, your screen four, was acting up. Four screens. Four. Well, that that. I mean, that one. I wasn't. That one didn't affect this at all. Oh, but I'm never. I'm never at the because I got so many tabs going on. I'm never at the right tab, and then when I go over to the right window, it's never at the right spot. No worries. I need more computers here. No worries. I got six we'll, of them around we'll, me. We'll get this corrected, Shixer. Sorry about that. When we come back, we'll wrap up our one. Don't go anywhere. Join in the conversation with the score. Call or text the Cease Electronics studio line at 920-281-1570. Whatever you say, Crowell. Gosh, I should know this beginning. Very famous, isn't it? I can't remember what it is. I don't know if it's very famous. Well, I mean, I've heard it a billion times. Really? I think so. Well, then you probably should know it. I don't, though. If you've heard it a billion times. Uh, you're going to tell us right now. This is Blue Monday. We're on a Blue Monday right now because we have no NFL football until September, which stinks, but it is what it is. Depeche Mode? No. 
it makes us appreciate the NFL season since we only get it a few months out of the year. Happy birthday is in order. See, once again, I'm not on the right screen here. Okay. Good Lord. Uh, you know it's not Depeche Mode. No, it's not Depeche Mode. Okay. Some, something I know who or... it is. I'm trying to find it because I want to read, read out the whole thing. Okay. All right, let's just do it this way. Dun, 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 dun. Peter Hook was born in this date back in 1956. Bassist, vocalist with Joy Division. He also formed this band. They went to number nine in 1983 with Blue Monday. The name of the band is, of course, New, New Order. Order. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now I remember. Peter Hook, uh, still alive. Uh, 67 years old today. Happy birthday, buddy. A shortened version of Hour 2 is coming up next. Don't go anywhere, Score Squad.